Hi, I'm St. Cloud Mayor Dave Kleiss. Welcome to the Daily Update. Uh, appreciate uh, the opportunity every day at 310 to talk to you about uh, what's happening as it relates to the coronavirus, COVID-19. Uh, you clearly, uh, at 2 o'clock, you have an opportunity to listen to the governor's press conference. Of course, today, um, uh, Commissioner Jan Malcolm uh, from the state, the Department of Health, the Commissioner of Health uh, for the state. Uh, I have today uh, the our local Director of Health, uh, Matt O'Brien, uh, will be uh, talking a little bit about uh, what his uh, staff has been doing and what he's been doing, uh, staying busy uh, during this. Of course, uh, the health experts that we have at the state level and our local health expert uh, making sure that uh, your health and safety is uh, paramount, of course, it is with our vet department uh, when we do not have COVID-19. So that's what they're doing and they're spending a lot of time. Um, this building uh, in City Hall uh, still open, a lot of folks that are working in here uh, still doing uh, the services uh, for you. Uh, we're doing a little different, um, you know, a lot of distance uh, learning, uh, or I should say distance learning or distance uh, operating uh, through our continuity of services. And of course, uh, you can still need a permit. If you need other work, uh, you can do that online or or make a phone call. The, the main uh, switchboard here at the city is 255-7200, and that can direct you pretty much any department uh, in the city. Uh, I want to um, today talk a little bit, I want to start with a little bit of, you know, we've had a lot of discussions um, on the budget issue, uh, and that is uh, no different than you at your 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 own household, your business. Um, these are challenging, challenging financial economic times uh, for communities, for states, for the nation. And I know there's some discussion at the federal level. I had an opportunity uh, to talk to uh, Congressman Emmer uh, just yesterday and had a chance uh, to communicate with uh, both our Senators Klobuchar and Senator Smith. Um, had an opportunity also today to talk to uh, Governor Walls uh, this morning on the phone uh, and express uh, to bo both our federal and our state folks, including uh, our legislators, uh, Senator Ralph, Senator um, Wogermont, and uh, excuse me, Representative Wogermont and Representative Tice, uh, also about the the challenges that uh, everyone is having. I, I, when the discussion I had uh, both with uh, um, our federal folks and with the governor today uh, is speaking on your behalf, I reiterated what I hear uh, every single day um, and those challenges that people have, uh, the economic challenges, the aspect of um, you know, businesses and individuals. So uh, I reiterated those discussions I have uh, um, every day, every hour uh, for that matter, and uh, reiterated some of those issues, talked about the challenges financially that we have, uh, talked a little bit about um, some of the, uh, the needs uh, as a city um, that we have and the challenges we have when looking at uh, some of the road construction, the infrastructure, our public safety uh, pieces, and uh, reiterated uh, to our federal and our state folks uh, what the needs are. Also gave suggestions. Um, I, you know, it's always important. I, I like it uh, not only when folks, uh, you know, bring issues and concerns, but also some solutions and some opportunities. So I, I passed a number of those suggestions that I get from the public, uh, both through email or through messaging or through phone calls or conversations that I have, but also gave some suggestions both to our federal and state folks when it comes to uh, some of the challenges we're having. Uh, some of our biggest challenges are the, the aspect of infrastructure, being able to, to do the road project, and road construction that we have uh, slated for this year. Um, I, I suggested, um, you know, uh, similar to the PPP, and I know the, the, the federal government is looking at that and may actually pass it in the Senate as early as 4 o'clock today uh, and tomorrow in the House. Um, and I know at this point uh, there are not uh, there's not a piece in there for cities and states, uh, but we're asking, we understand that in the next round there probably will be. Uh, but even alone, uh, similar to PPP, if, if uh, cities were able to, 
to uh, get a loan when it comes to road construction projects. I mean, it doesn't have to be a, for, a forgivable loan, just a loan that we could pay back interest and principal on, uh, looking at out a year and a half, even two years. Uh, we could then go forward with some of these construction projects. But our greatest challenge right now is just the aspect of uh, the revenue. We can control the spending side. In fact, we have. We, I have uh, done a freeze on hiring, a freeze on some of that major spending uh, that we have. But we're looking at, uh, we can control the spending side, but the revenue side is challenging. Right now, the city, in talking to our uh, Ruth Whipper, our finance director I've had on the update uh, last week, uh, we're right now um, down when it comes to the revenue uh, for the city of St. Cloud, about $10 million. $10 million on, a, on an overall budget that includes both um, our property tax supported budget, but also our enterprise funds, and that includes water and sewer. Um, you know, 120 some million dollar budget, 10 million down right now. And a lot of those revenues come from sales tax, a lot of those revenue, food and beverage tax, the hotel motel tax, uh, the fees that we charge um, for the River's Edge Convention Center or the MAC. So that's a revenue uh, shortfall. Uh, no, I mean, nothing the city did in, in any of the projections on how we do that. It's nothing any citizens did. It's the aspect of where the revenue shortfall is. The spending piece, we're freezing. Uh, but this is just a shortfall in that revenue. I explained that uh, to the governor, to our, our legislators locally, and to our federal folks. Um, and uh, that's an important uh, understanding that they have. Uh, we need uh, we need to make sure that anything that's done at the state or federal level doesn't add to that financial burden. And the same financial burden uh, I talk to to businesses and individuals, I reiterate that also uh, to your representation, both in St. Paul and in Washington. Uh, and that's an important aspect of what we need to uh, we need to focus on. So uh, we're we're constantly looking at a lot of different scenarios. Cities operate obviously. Uh, the city is you, so the city of St. Cloud is you, uh, but it operates different than than businesses. Uh, the aspect of looking at a number of different scenarios that we have what might be able to fix uh, for you know for a business or for a for a homeowner would be a little different because these are essential services we are not going to compromise on public safety we are not going to compromise on that critical infrastructure part so we need to shore that up um, but it's a challenging uh, time that we're in um, so we're, we're looking at those partnerships and a way to, to move forward. So those conversations will continue. Uh, we appreciate, I appreciate the, the responsiveness of the folks that we have, both representing us at the federal and the state level. Um, and we continue to have those conversations. And I appreciate also your questions. Uh, one of the things that I have an opportunity, and the reason I bring people in every day, and uh, Matt O'Brien, our health director, is somebody who's been here uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, or in the last week, every week seems like a year, uh, but he's been here because, um, you know, when I hear questions, I want to bring uh, the folks that are, are directly responsible and can answer those questions uh, for you. I know we've had a lot of questions about, uh, you know, what is, what's an aspect of an essential business and what's, what is uh, even the, the question of what's a guideline? You know, you hear guidelines from the CDC, you hear guidelines from the state of Minnesota, from the Department of Health, uh, and then you hear executive orders. What's the difference between an order and a guideline? So I'd actually uh, brought Matt in so he can explain that. He has, uh, uh, has a letter that, uh, that is, is goes out so that people understand that but he's also when we get a call we don't ignore uh, any of those calls that we get or an email I forward that on usually to um, to uh, 
uh, Matt O'Brien, or if it's a, if it's a public safety issue to the chief, or if it's an issue uh, dealing with um, you know parks, it goes to our parks director. There are a number of folks um, that uh, we have. We all have different responsibilities. So I'm going to turn it over to uh, Matt O'Brien, our health director for the city of St. Cloud, to kind of explain uh, what he hears and, and and a way to talk about uh, some of the responses to those those things versus uh, guidelines versus um, executive order and what's in and what's not. I mean, he's not going to be able to give you an inclusive list. You can go to the state uh, for that, but that list changes. In fact, it changed Friday significantly uh, with some of the stay-at-home orders, some of the exempt businesses, and I understand uh, that will probably uh, change again. Uh, there is nobody more than uh, myself and pretty much anybody I talk to that doesn't want uh, things to open back up again. Uh, you know, we're going to probably be doing things in a, in a systematic way. I've suggested that also uh, to, to the governor. Do it in a way. I want to keep people safe, but do it in a way uh, that we can get the economy going again because there's and other aspects of this, the financial piece and the stress on individuals, um, we need to make sure that we can operate and do it in a safe manner, do it in a responsible manner. There's one thing that's probably the most important in any type of crisis and any type of, you know, anything we're doing in, in general, and that's individual responsibility. But most people are individually responsible and leave it up to the folks that do that. And that's an important aspect of it. Uh, I also, it's something, um, before I turn it over to Matt, uh, I want there's something I think it's important too that we're, we're guided, we're guided by um, first of all uh, our constitution. I carry uh, a cons copy of the constitution with me always. In fact, I normally carry two copies. So some from time to time, I hand one <laughs> to somebody uh, that uh, that asks. Um, and uh, it has a cons. It's the the declaration is in here, and the constitution is in here. And I read uh, on an annual basis. I read the constitution uh, usually on Constitution Day in September, uh, but. Quite frankly, uh, since all of this began, I read it once a week. Uh, and there's one piece I think that's important because I, I often look at and, and, and reference not only the Constitution, but um, probably uh, the, the Bill of Rights, the first 10 amendments to the United States Constitution that were, that were passed in June 15th of 1790. And I'm just going to read the first one because I think it's an important aspect of we still have a very uh, open and a, a responsible government. But the First Amendment, Congress shall make no law uh, respecting an establishment of religion or prohibit the free exercise thereof, or abridging, abridging the freedom of speech, or the freedom of the press, or the right of a, peop a people to peacefully to assemble and to petition the government for the redress of grievances. Uh, that's an important aspect. Uh, so I think people need to understand the Constitution is the guide to all of our laws, whether that's at the state level or at the federal level, at the local level. This is something that I've raised my hand to to defend when I was 17 years old, actually, before I joined the military, the Air Force. I raised my right hand to defend the Constitution of the United States. I raised my hand again uh, when uh, I was, was fortunate enough to be mayor of St. Cloud to uphold the Constitution of the state of Minnesota, the Constitution of the state of, of, of the federal Constitution and the state Constitution and the laws therein. Um, so there's a difference um, often when we talk about laws or executive orders and we talk about guidance. Guidance is that aspect of individual responsibility. Um, laws are different and that's the aspect of uh, making sure uh, that, uh, um, you know, I for one is, read this on a regular basis and so we're guided by these documents, but we're also when we talk about the public safety, I also understand my responsibility as mayor. The most important responsibility we have is the safety of the community that we represent, and that's your safety, 
Uh, so that aspect of public safety is the, is the paramount to us. Uh, and that's also why we stress the importance of guidelines, no different than uh, when I was growing up, the stress of, you know, my parents had tremendous stress of, of, of guidelines, of course, uh, my parents' guidelines were probably executive orders, at least for my dad. But the aspect of, uh, of those guidelines are, are, are person parts of what keep us safe. So I'm going to turn it over to Matt O'Brien, who is our health director for the city of St. Cloud. Yeah. Thank you, Mayor. So uh, Mayor did uh, set it up pretty well, the um, kind of the basis for my department's involvement uh, with the COVID-19 response and the executive orders and the guidelines that are put out there. It really is that basis uh, for everything that we do. Um, so we've been um, kind of the resource uh, to go to um, for the enforcement of the executive order, the education of it, the outreach for both the executive order and the guidelines out there. So executive orders, um, as the mayor said, are those rules, um, really enforceable rules that are put in place to keep everybody safe. It's the stay-at-home order of the closure of the businesses um, and only keeping open the essential businesses. And then the guidance from the state and the CDC are really um, just that they're guidance, not uh, necessarily an enforceable rule. Um, lucky for our um, great community, everybody that we've educated on the guidance, um, uh, at least to my knowledge, has been understanding and has been complying with that guidance. So um, it takes a community um, such as ours to um, make these things happen and uh, keep everybody healthy and safe. Uh, one uh, example that the mayor touched on just briefly with that uh, First Amendment um, is the freedom of religion. And that is a good example of the difference between a guidance and the executive order. So with uh, faith-based organizations, uh, the executive order does identify as clergy, faith leaders, um, leaders in houses of worship, and other related workers as critical sector workers. Um, so that would be an executive order exemption. So it's uh, specifying in there. And then the, the governor order does not um, close places of worship. But it does also provide, uh, the state also does provide guidelines for places of worship. Um, they actually have published uh, some extensive documents to, uh, as a resource um, for these uh, places of worship. And it emphasizes the importance of religious freedoms and encourages technology and other means of religious practice uh, to protect the public health and to also acknowledge uh, people's constitutional rights and freedom of religion. Um, in our community, uh, every um, faith-based organization that I've been in contact with has already altered their um, worship practices. Um, many have um, closed their doors uh, in their entirety, and that really is um, up to each place of worship what they choose to do uh, because it is that um, guidance from the state and from the CDC. And to branch off into that a little bit into the local businesses and our response to those, um, and with any uh, of these executive order complaints or inquiries, uh, we are being uh, in direct contact with the state to make sure we're interpreting these uh, executive orders correctly, make sure we can decipher between the executive orders and those guidelines. And then we reach out to these businesses, um, talk to the individuals, make sure everybody understands uh, what these differences are and make sure everybody's following 
the guidelines and the executive orders. Um, we've um, luckily haven't had to use that enforcement aspect that I mentioned earlier. The education and outreach that we've been doing has been very effective. Everybody's understanding that we're all in this together and it's been uh, very helpful and actually some very good conversations coming about with this. And everybody, if we do have to pass along that unfortunate message that a business has to close, um, they understand and uh, we just are along their side um, trying to find those uh, exemptions or find ways um, with the state as they open up some of these businesses to uh, keep them safe, keep the businesses safe and their customers safe. Um, and I do want to put uh, one, I guess, little plug in there for some other stuff that uh, my department's doing with the executive order and with that outreach. Uh, we're launching this week uh, some free online uh, training for our food establishments. Obviously, food establishments are considered essential service. Everybody has to eat. So we want to make sure that uh, our department is uh, providing resources to those businesses um, for food safety, particularly those that are doing delivery and takeout that aren't normally uh, doing those or accustomed to doing those to keep everybody safe. And then we're also developing uh, some COVID-19 training that we're also going to put on for uh, businesses. Um, uh, starting with food establishments, but we hope to expand it into other businesses as well. Well, thanks, Matt. I appreciate uh, appreciate you coming on. Appreciate the work that you and your team are doing on a regular basis. Um, and for the for the public, again, thank you. Uh, again, thank you for uh, what you're doing. Um, you know, uh, adhering to to guidelines. Uh, you know, you talk about a guideline from the CDC, for example. There, there are a number of guidelines. I think one of the CDC guidelines that, and a lot of these change. I mean, they change as 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 they learn more about the virus. They change as they learn more about what communities are doing. I think you you heard from uh, um, a week ago from the CDC, from uh, Dr. Fauci, and and from the and from the president about the aspect of masks. Uh, you know, at the CDC. Now, that's not a it's a it's a guideline. Uh, there are ways that uh, you know for a lot of people I, I probably uh, since that guideline came out I see more people um, uh, you know uh, adhering to to that guideline there are a number of guidelines that are important and we'll stress the guidelines that were were uh, given from the federal and the state level um, and thank you thank you for what you're doing uh, and uh, the folks that uh, you know adhering to those types of guidelines we, we want to make sure that first of all um, you know we protect uh, public health we want to protect the lives of individuals, we want to protect our, our our folks on the front line, the healthcare workers, the folks in the grocery stores, the truck drivers, and everyone else. Uh, so important, but that's an aspect of individual responsibility, and we're grateful. I can't tell you how grateful we are for people doing their part. Everybody has a has an impact, and impacted in a lot of different ways. But you're doing. Uh, your part to, to help with that. So uh, as always, uh, when you when I get an email or a call, um, we make sure that our folks uh, respond, but even more important that we make sure that uh, those who represent you um, and represent us um, at the federal and state level also know uh, what is it on your mind. And we, we communicate uh, daily also. Uh, I, can, I can speak on behalf of, um, you know, the, the city council who is also, uh, we talk on a, on a regular basis. They are, they're a big part of, the, of what we are doing and the leadership in our community. And I'm very uh, grateful for, for their uh, commitment to, to your well-being and uh, the well-being of our community. So thank them also for what they do and they're doing, continue to do. So as always, I want you to please uh, stay healthy, stay well, and God bless you.